Just a friendly reminder that we are on lockdown till further notice and all non-essential personnel are confined to quarters. But good news, I will still be broadcasting for you all from the safety of my quarters. Now just another reminder that not unlike many of the pandemics in the 21st century, this virus is easy We interrupt this scheduled broadcast for a breaking news update from the Sticky Buttons podcast. Yo, yo, yo. You guys are tuned in to the Sticky Buttons podcast. This is your host, Brandon. And this is Blake. And we're coming at you with another episode, episode 22 here. We've made it to our 22nd episode. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. (laughs) Shout out Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) Why'd you let me do that, man? (laughs) We're officially older than I am in episodes now. We're catching up to blake yeah you know we should be older than blake is after a couple weeks it's it's growing fast it's It's gone so fast oh what's that in the like in like the sci-fi movies and like the sci-fi genre when they like they like have like a clone i'm thinking about like the star wars universe they have like the clone but then they like give it like a growing agent and they like make it grow faster what's that called do you do you know i'm talking about I don't. All I can think about right now is Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Like, did you ever watch that animated show on the Cartoon Network? I was such a fan. I watched all of it. All of them. Yeah. They're crazy. They got a lot of lore. They're very cool. I'm very into them. I messed with that show. Okay. I never really got into it. Never really got into the Star Wars stuff like that. But that show was just a good show. All it was around. really cool, man. It like showed the clones in a new light, and also like you got to see a ton of Jedi too. And it was really, I was really into it. I got, I gotta find this out. I gotta Google this really quick. Clone thing that made them grow faster. How did clones grow? There's the, there's like a nerd part of me that is just like so pissed that I forgot what this is called. <laughs> it's in there somewhere, dude. It's. I might have to. I might have to give it up. I can't remember. It's gonna drive me crazy. You can't give it up because then it's gonna come up. We're gonna continue with the pod, and then you out of nowhere, you're just gonna be like, "Oh, I know what it was called." I know. That's why I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just gotta think. Maybe I should just think instead of trying to Google. That's a that's a good point. I should think more than we Google. Like we don't think for ourselves as much as we would have to if the internet wasn't a thing i know exactly where it's at in the movie i'm just gonna fucking go to disney plus this is stupid i can't believe i'm doing this <laughs> i can't believe you know exactly where it's at in the movie i'm too into star wars arguably too into star wars okay wow they've got a lot of new stuff on the disney disney plus app okay movies attack of the clones okay i remember it's fucking growth acceleration I literally, oh my gosh, our, our podcast has uh, been injected with growth acceleration. That's what I was trying to say. Jeez. <laughs> Anyways, episode 22, baby. We're coming at you hot. It's a pretty chill video game podcast and Brandon's out here on spring break. It's Thursday for me, April 1st, and I got tomorrow off. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling spring break vibes. Yes, that's his. Now, are you sure you have tomorrow off, or is that just a <laughs> April Fool's joke? That would that would <laughs> fucking suck if that was an April Fool's joke. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine your employer did that to you. That would be sick. Oh, I would cry. I'd just take the day off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I didn't even think about that. I, yeah, it's it is it is a holiday. The markets are closed, so business is closed. So, although the our my colleagues in the UK they have they have Monday off as well, so it's a four day weekend for them, three oh, day wow. weekend for me. Yeah, man. I guess it's a it's a markets are closed in New York, so I think that the markets are closed on Friday in the UK. But then they also have bank holidays. I think they have more bank holidays in the UK. And I think Monday's a bank holiday in the UK. Well, I hope our pals in the UK are living it up, having a having a good beer, celebrating. I'm hoping they're they're having a safe, safe, fun time out there in the UK. Yeah. So what's been going on, man? How are you been doing? Been enjoying been, this nice weather, 
the spring vibes. Yeah, like you said, man, I'm on spring break, relaxing, maybe more than I anticipated. I know I said last time I really wanted to get some work work in, which has not happened. I have not gotten as much work in as I would have liked. Um, Don't be too hard on yourself. You got to enjoy life a little. That's true. That was my body like, nope, we're going to do this instead. And <laughs> and here we are recording an episode on a Thursday night. I'm looking forward to recording this episode, man. I've, I'm, I'm excited. The pod has been showing some pretty good numbers recently. Showing some good stats. Not that we're not that we're gonna call that out. Not that this isn't a quarterly earnings report, but to, <laughs> to all those that have been listening, we have noticed and thank you. We appreciate it. Yes. We we do appreciate you guys and I definitely feel good on that end. So yeah, man, feeling good. Been having a hard time playing some games though, just not haven't had the time to like sit down and really play some stuff. But yeah, dude, I totally I totally get that. For those of you that haven't been following along about what we're playing right now, we're both playing some meaty games. We're both playing some big games. And it's it's kind of like when you play a big game, it's kind of hard to like find the time to like sit down and play it. Because then it's like, am I going to play for like 20, 30 minutes or am I just going to do something else? And I have been doing the latter, man. I've really, man, I've been taking kind of a break from video games this past week. I've really been trying to get outside as much as I can. and enjoy the weather that's important that's so it's so important to get out there get some sunlight i got that's something i did today you got a burn it was a it was a controlled a controlled sunburn i was um it was this past weekend me and my girlfriend we went out and got some bagels bagels and coffee i said we but actually it was me i went out and got some bagels and coffee (laughs) Uh, and she she had to go i think she's either going to a workout or going to work and she was like hey the UV index is four right now. That's pretty low. You should stay out here for however long Google says that you can stay out in four degree UV index before you get burned. And in the, in the interim, I was, so I was like, okay, I will sit outside. And cause I also like, I hadn't had like any sun, like you don't even know how wide I am. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, toothpaste dude. <laughs> Well, just just the fact that you mentioned like UV index, like that's, I feel like that's something I should be concerned about because we, I mean, skin cancer is a very real like threat, especially as we deplete our ozone layer more and more. But tell me more about that. Like you can't be above a five UV index. What is uh, it? No. So like, like, let's say like in the summer, it, the UV index is just going to be higher. And like in the middle of the day, it's going to be higher. So the UV index is just like how much like sun radiation is like coming down. And like, even on a cloudy day, you can, you like the UVs can penetrate the clouds or like the mist in the sky, there's clouds. And that's how like you can still get burned. So like actually on cloudy days, there might be a higher UV index because like light can get magnified. And but basically I, I haven't really had like any sun and I didn't get much sun last summer either so i was like you can just google like you can google how long can i stay outside in uv index of four and and like you can find the uv index on the weather app like the apple weather app if you just scroll down it like says i think it's actually like at the very bottom of like your weather stats so like you could look it up right now here i'll do it yeah so i'll just pull up my phone look at the weather app and then yeah just scroll down and it says UV index zero right now because the sun's down because it's past sunset. But it also says like it's like where I'm at, like the temperature. You know how the weather app works. I don't really need to <laughs> explain that to you. But. Yeah, no, I've I've seen the UV index before, and I well, like I, I have an understanding it has to do with ultraviolet radiation, but I never knew that like people would actually apply that. And it's like okay, there's a UV index of six. Like okay, I shouldn't go out right now. I'll definitely get yeah. burned. Yeah. So like, let's say UV six, for example. So I just like Googled how long can you stay out in UV six before you get a sunburn? So yeah, it says basically what I just found up or found out on the farmer's almanac, farmer's almanac dot almanac. Oh man. The almanac.com. A-L-M-A-N-A-C.com. Old farmer's almanac. (laughs) They have this graph and it's basically a five the exposure level 
the exposure level is considered moderate and 45 minutes is the time to burn. Whereas six and seven are considered high UV indexes, takes 30 minutes. So this is like 30 minutes with no protection, you're gonna get a burn. And like eight is very high, 15 to 25 minutes, you'll get a burn. Okay, so if you're standing in the sunlight for 30 minutes, no sunblock, and you don't step in the shade at all, you're gonna get burned? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so I got a very, like my skin didn't peel or anything. My skin just got a little bit red and now it is darker. Cause it like, that was like a week ago and it's not red anymore, but now it's just got like a little bit more color to it. <clears throat> yeah. I, man, this is coming from a person who recently just learned that you have to put sunblock on every day, even if it's not sunny outside. I did not know that was a thing. Um, but apparently it's very important to put sunblock on and protect your skin from yeah, as man. many UVs as possible. Yeah, I've definitely... I feel like I'm at the point in my life where I'm getting kind of scared about skin cancer. And my dad has, my dad had not skin cancer, but he had stuff removed that were cancerous um, from like his face. And my uncle had some stuff removed from his skin that were can that was cancerous and my grandma as well. So just like seeing that, I was like, okay, like I really got to be more serious about putting sunblock on and I mean, obviously, like you should do some additional research into this, but like, yeah. So basically, like if you're unprotected without sunblock on like 45 minutes, I mean, I would say moderate is, is, I mean, I guess moderate's like average. So that's 45 minutes. If you're outside more than 45 minutes, you could get catch a burn. So um, normally, like when I was a kid, like I'd be, I'm not kid, I guess, younger adult, I well, I don't know. I guess I'll just say kid. When I was a kid, I would like have like in the spring, it would be golf season. So I'd be out on the golf course and I'd probably, what would probably happen to me is like the first couple of weeks, I'd just get so burnt that like all the skin on my nose would just like fall off and then it would just like grow back and be a little bit darker. But that's really not good. That's like bad. That doesn't sound fun. Yeah. I've definitely, I definitely had some, I'm, my skin will peel if I get too burnt and I've definitely gotten there before a couple of times and that's not good. You don't want that. There are some, for, uh, for those conspiracy theorists out there, there are some people that say that the fact that our skin burns like that is like quote unquote proof that we we're not meant for earth and we weren't, we didn't evolve here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can look that up if you want to be in the conspiracy on that one. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Who knows? I, I don't think we'll ever know where we came from. Yeah. I don't think we're meant to know where we came from. There are so many galaxies. I'm reading a book right now that has visual representations of like quantitative information. I think that's literally the title, visual representations of quantitative information. It sounds wildly boring, but one of the really cool graphics in it is this graph that shows you all of the different galaxy clusters there are. And there are literally millions upon millions of them. It's it's crazy. And it's really beautiful to see that represented on a graph. Like we're just one. We're just one little speck amongst millions of others. Yeah, I heard it. I was at a planetarium show in college and I they I went to these so they had they would have like new planetarium shows like every month and I would always go and I just loved them. I thought they were so much fun just to like learn about the stars and like look up and see the planetarium. My school also like, they would, they would always say this. They like our school has like one of the best, like top 10 planetariums in the Midwest or whatever. I don't know, but it was really cool. And, and they were really awesome. And they would have, they would, they were like some facts that they would like on repeat, they would say throughout pretty much any show. And one of those was there are more galaxies in our universe so yeah, there are more galaxies in our universe than there are grains of sand on Earth. Wow, um, that's that's crazy. And they're basically like, yeah, the number of grains of sand on Earth is not even fathomable. Like we have no idea. Like it's infinite. Yeah, you know? math is not a good enough tool to quantify that. Yeah, yeah, it's numbers just so big. But it was really cool. You they would show you how to how to find the North Star. That's pretty cool. So basically, if you want to find the North Star, you got to find the little dipper. You got to take the spoon. You got to take take your finger with your spoon, draw a line to the star that's not moving. And the star that's <laughs> not moving is the North Star because 
It's uh, the one that's right above our North Polar Axis. So then I don't know what to do if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, but I guess you would be <laughs> below the equator, so that probably would not be applicable for most people. Dude, I learned a lot about astrology, man. But, it's but like it's so not interesting. The, not the Pisces and stuff like that. I also learned about that in college. Thanks, Rudy Girls. <laughs> you definitely learn in college that the world is not flat. There's there's that. <laughs> so I don't know, dude. It could be. It could be flat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love it when people are like, we live in this little have you ever seen like a snow globe? There are theories where people say we have we live on a giant one of those. And like the sun and the moon, everything is in this globe. I don't know. It's it's really interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm into I'm into hearing all those like conspiracy theories of like and like the evidence that people will put out there because like our brains are like really good at like making connections. So like I just love hearing how people like connect things and yeah, it's cool. I'm about it. Fascinating. Um, but at but the man, end of the day, it doesn't really matter. We just gotta live our lives, see the people that we love, play the video games we love. Yep. Which, speaking of that, what are you playing, dude? <laughs> <laughs> That's one hell of a segue, man. I'm playing some Animal Crossing. Definitely still on Animal Crossing, like you were saying. No, the world's Just flat a, in Animal Crossing. The world is definitely not flat in Animal Crossing. Even in Animal Crossing, <laughs> you can see like the curvature of the islands. and That's actually, that's cool. Yeah, it's really nice. Animal um, Crossing does not support flat earthers. No, they do not. It just, it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but Animal Crossing, and like you were saying earlier, it's a really chunky title. So there's, I feel like Animal Crossing will always be something that's in my like rotation, at least for now, as I continue on this island, I'm really close to finally building this shop. I just need a few more iron ingots. They're so hard to get because when you break a stone, you can either get a bag of coins, you can either get some clay, or you can just get a, a little stone. And you What's can, the you most know, common? Or is it supposed to be like random? It's supposed to be random, but I think that the iron ingots are the least common thing. They don't really want to give those out because they're very useful. You can use them to make better tools. You can use them to build some pretty interesting things. And I think it's supposed to simulate just how hard it is to come across minerals in real life. So, have you ever been to a mine, like an in real life mine? No, have you? I've been to a couple. I've been to a couple. They in the in the UP. As they say, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, they used to have a, I guess, a pretty robust, robust copper mining industry up there. So I've done some tours, done some tours of some some copper mines. That's insane, man. Isn't it insane that people would, I mean, till this day, people still operate mines, but like just I've seen photos of mines and they, they look like some pretty harsh conditions and that people can survive that and work for so long. Just really, we're really resilient beings. Yeah, definitely. It's honestly like doing the, like if you ever go into a mine, like it's just, man, like the, I mean, obviously like we don't, people, we use machines now because people were really bad at it because it's awful, like the horrible conditions, but they, they actually, they had, when I was in the, they did like a tour or like in the tour, they did this thing where they lit a candle and they were like every time you went in the company gave you one candle ration and every like person got like one candle and they lit it and they're like this is a uh like whatever the pike is that you'd like hammer into the wall they were like this is the the pike like do you think you could hit this for eight hours will you only have or like i guess like i, I guess that's why they did it in like groups and it would be like there'd be a group of people like you have like a like a candle and then once the candle burns down, like you're done, you go up and you take your mine or you take your ore or whatever you found or the rocks. You know, just got to clear the rocks away. Yeah. Mines are bad, dude. Mines are actually horrible. Cause then they would, do you know, like about the currency that they would do? Oh man. Honestly, mines, they were like a crazy injustice. They also did this in like the Pennsylvanias and the Virginias. Uh, I guess there's one Pennsylvania in the Virginias. They, 
I also did some tours of like mines out there. But so basically you would, the company would pay you in like the, what like let's say we were at Blake and Brandon's Mining Co. Like let's say we own the corporation, we own the mine. We would pay workers in pennies or like whatever, like whatever currency it was, but it would, instead of saying like US dollar, it would say Blake and Brandon Mining Company. And basically we can, would control the currency we would like control the company store wow. for everything that they could buy. So like you essentially, it was slavery, but you controlled the currency. So it was like, you're still oh, yeah, paying that's... them, but you're like, oh, well, we don't pay you in US dollars. We pay you in Blake and Brandon corporation coin. And if you don't like that, you can get another <sighs> job. That's foul. That's really yeah. foul. So there are a lot of minor protection laws because of that. They also, I rem, I'm remembering now that Michigan has a lot of salt mines for like the road salt because underneath the Great Lakes, there's like a bed of salt in the geography of it. Sorry people to go do down. That. People go down there and like literally like hit, hit it. I think like it's machines. It I think it's like, I think it's pretty sophisticated because I think that that's actually one of the largest salt mines in the world. But, I was watching a video recently. It reminds me of an African salt mine. But the people would do it themselves, and this there was this guy who would put Vaseline on his skin, or else the skin, like the water, the conditions he was in with the sun and like the salty water would mess him up. But yeah, he gets in there and he like literally scoops it up, throws it on the boat, like shovels it out of the bottom, and then throws it on the boat. And it's it's crazy that these people do that for salt. It's insane. It really is super interesting. Yeah, man, we actually, we, it's crazy to think about where, like, like how people, like, it's kind of funny because, like, I feel like we don't really think about it anymore. But, like, before we became a service economy, like, all of our, all of our wealth was based on, like, actual natural resources and stuff. Yeah. Crazy. And in a way, it still kind of is. I mean, it, it will always be. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the moment, we like our with our service economy, like goods and services create can create more wealth than material, physical things like the labor that we can produce. Like me in a desk office job, I can produce, I can be more productive per hour than if I was in a mine. Excuse me. And that's kind of where we're at right now. But then they also like when I was in my economics classes, they would talk about like one of my professors would say when I got my doctorate, this question was on my doctorate and it was what happens, what would happen if tomorrow all labor, like they produced it, they, somebody found a way to make a robot and you could, you could, or then this robot could basically do anything a human could do. Like basically like a, like a droid or whatever. And this robot could do, whatever a human could do as good as a human could do it. And it only cost like a hundred hours of labor to buy or like, they were like, what would happen? So basically it was a robot that could do whatever a human could do. And it's relatively cheap. What would happen? And he is like, think about that over the semester. And we'll talk about it at the end kind of thing. And like, it was, he was kind of trying to lead us there the whole time of like a whole semester of like, what would happen? And it basically, I guess, spoilers for that semester, you guys owe me part of my college debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess basically he was like, well, what would happen is any like anything that could be done could be done by these robots. So then physical land and physical resources, natural resources would become the most valuable thing, whereas they're not as valuable. Which I mean, like, obviously they're still valuable, but there's like a global supply chain. So like now, like wood, for example, like lumber, I think is, is worth more than normal, but I think it's just because the supply chain has been disrupted. So it's like, everything's pretty standard unless there's like a supply chain disruption for natural resources. But, and like, honestly, like they should have a, a downward sloping progression of price because we get more efficient at harvesting them be less waste as we have like evolve in natural progression we just get better and better at it so anyways you probably shouldn't invest 
in natural resources. But don't listen to me. I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy. (laughs) Back to Animal Crossing and mining these things. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Well, in in Animal Crossing, you also have to pick up fossils, which are scattered all across the island, and you can take them to the museum and try and put them together and build this really nice exhibit. It's kind of surprising how it fits on the island. Somehow it all fits on the island underground. It looks really nice. It looks really nice. Like all these sorts of like, they have like a Tyrannosaurus Rex display. They have all these different dinosaurs and all the, also not to mention the insects that you can catch and the fish that you can catch. These are all also stored in your museum. I think that's a really cool aspect of the game. Just going around collecting all these critters, seeing what you found. It's kind of like a Pokédex of sorts. And that takes me to my next game. I've been playing a lot of Shield, trying to fill out that Pokédex. Real quick, so you have a museum? You have a museum where you're showing all these things? Yeah, it's a museum that you can visit. Pretty cool. And if somebody were to visit my island, they can go and see my museum and see what's in there. Is everyone's museum different? I think so, yeah. There's certain... Every island has a different, different varieties of things. So that's cool, man. Yeah, you get to compare and contrast. That's cool. Right now, I had one. I have a totally different museum. You'd have a really similar one. You know, there'd be a couple things that would be different, though. And like the progression through it is really different as well because you have different things in your island compared to my island. And like, let's say you're a person who likes to go to other islands a lot. You, you might have different things than I do because I just stay on my island. That's where I collect. Like, you can like pick things up from other people's islands to bring it to yeah. your island. Yeah, you can. And right now, this is a really cool thing going on. There's like an Easter. This game, sometimes I forget this game just came out last year, Animal Crossing. But there's the Easter bunny who's walking around the island and he's like hitting his eggs on the trees. And... Uh, you got to collect it. You get all types of recipes, like Easter recipes, or you can build these special Easter things. And it's pretty cool. It's pretty, pretty fun game. I like how they, they're always doing these like little things to like keep people playing and, and just trying new things on the island. The, the developers really pay attention to detail. That's cool that they have like an event based on like what's going on. Yeah. And I, I was curious because it's like, isn't this a Japanese developer? And they do they even celebrate Easter? I'm not sure. Do you think it's different based on like where you are in the US or like not US, where you are in the world? Like if like let's say like you were playing this in Japan, like would you think it do their holidays? Do you know? I don't know. I think it I think it's probably has to do with that though, because there's I know that there's a Nintendo USA and you know yeah. different Nintendo operates yeah. in japan so it's probably something along those lines it would make more sense if it did because it's not part of the culture then why would they have children playing it you know it's just <laughs> yeah that's cool though i mean i hope that they i hope that they can continue to do that that seems like that would really grab like community involvement i guess or like make you more invested in coming back definitely you know, there's always an incentive to go back to animal crossing if it's not just for maintaining the island, it's also like any events that they might be having. There's always something to do. There's this little ghost that roams around the island. And if you see him, if you approach him, he'll, he'll get spooked and he'll spread out into multiple spirits. Oh, and you cool. have to you have to go gather the different spirits, put them back together. And when you do, he'll give you a reward. That's cool. Yeah. I like spooky, like spooky things like that, where it's not really spooky, but it's like kind of spooky. <laughs> Yeah, it's really... It, does it look like a boo? It does look like a boo. Mm, yeah. That's cool. Me and my yeah. girlfriend, we were playing some Mario Party last night, and I picked boo. <laughs> Actually, I picked boo, and then my girlfriend was like, I want boo, so then I, I let her have boo. And I, uh, was, uh, I was Bowser Jr. Bowser Jr. I, I'm wondering, do they get along, Bowser Jr. and boo? I think so, I right? Know. I mean, assuming that boo's his boo. Because because when you play Super Mario, you have to, like, I'm remembering worlds where, like, you have to go through a bunch of boos and then you, like, finally get to see Bowser or something. Like I'm sure they're connected. Tight. I'm sure they're tight. Pretty sure they're from, like, the same kind of 
realm. Also, have you played the new Mario Party? The new Mario Party. The new Mario Party, like the new one. On, on the, the Switch? Switch? Oh, yeah, I've played that one. That's that one lit, fun. man. They do a lot of really cool things in that. Have you played the Raft one? Remind me, how does that one go? So it's like you're in a raft. There's like four people on a raft, and like you have to like actually paddle with like the motion controls and the Joy-Con. And like, let's say like if I'm on the left side of the the boat, I'll paddle with my Joy-Con. Actually, you kind of it's not really like a paddle like you battle paddle a canoe. It's kind of just like you shake your wrist in like a circle, and that kind of paddles it. Uh, it's basically yeah, it's kind of like like how you like whip like a fork. Kind of, kind of like a whisking, whisking kind of motion, but like parallel with the ground. Anyways, so if I was on the left side of the the boat and I did that, the boat would move to the right. So it's really cool, man. It, it's very fun. And then basically, you have to, you have it's like a timer, and if you run out of time, it's over. Like your runs over. But there's also like these big balloons, and then if you hit the big balloons, you'll go into a mini game. And if you do good on the mini game you'll get more time. And then if you like hit the speed boost, you'll get more time and you'll also speed up. It's fun, man. It's fun. There's like, it's like this chain of like, it's like a bunch of forks in the road. And basically you have to like, in order to get all the games and like see all the things you have to like go on all the forks. And like, we have not gone on all the forks yet. So it's fun. It sounds fun. Mario, Mario party is a really fun game of like, just, it's like a, a really fun party game, put people together. I like playing with my little sister and my uncle. And we get real competitive and we get really competitive words get said and stuff. It's, uh, <laughs> it's really intense. Dude, Mario Party is so much fun, man. I like, <laughs> I love the board game part of it. Oh, it's yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite part about it is just seeing who gets like the most stars at the end, who gets the most coins. And, and then it's also like, they always have those like random ones, like where it's like, even if you like go into the final round, like winning with stars, like you're probably not going to win. Like there's like, a random factor you never know dude no yeah that's that's probably the best part about that whole like board game aspect is that you can you can dominate in literally every mini game but you're probably still not going to win the whole game so or you can like really like do good on like the on like your strategy on the board and like still not still not too good like i think that me and my my girlfriend were the first times we played she was like really frustrated because she was like oh like the star just keeps moving like every time i get to it like i just can't get it she ended up winning the whole thing even though she went into the final like not like she didn't have as much and she ended up winning and she was like oh like that's cool but then she was like i feel like i didn't earn it and i was like no 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 (laughs) winning's winning that's hilarious. I definitely could relate to that, like winning, and you're just like, I've barely been making it this whole time, but I, <laughs> I somehow won. I love that aspect of it. You never know who's going to get it. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I love playing Mario Party. We play Mario Party in my in my college house. It's like a pregame kind of thing. Or post, or post-party. Post-party, man. That was fun, man. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's a fun, fun title. Mario Kart? Did you guys play Mario Kart? Yeah, we did play Mario Kart. I think that like with Mario Kart though, like if you have like one person that's like really good, it's like not as not as fun for everybody. But also like like let's be honest, Brandon, we we were a little bit we couldn't drive the Mario Karts. <laughs> 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 but we could we could play the mini games. <laughs> really get into those mini games i can picture that yeah it's probably easier if you are if you're drunk those mini games are fun yeah people really get into it stuff yeah they're like just long enough and they're just easy enough and hard enough and like there's also like sometimes there's just bad mini games and that's kind of funny yeah i think there was one that we were playing we had to like chop the vegetables or something everybody loved that one that was a hoot and holler (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> what have you been playing though besides Super Mario Party? Man, I really haven't been playing too much, honestly. I had kind of forgotten that I'd, I'd even been playing those, but yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of really trying to, like I said, this past week I've really been stepping away from video games, trying to get outside. Me and my lady, we did a hike um, this past. I guess it was yeah, like this past weekend we went for a hike and. Then after the hike, we, we were just driving home and we were like, oh, what's that? 
and it was a brewery like on the middle of nowhere and we just like stopped at this brewery they had some live music um i mean by the time we got our beers the live music was kind of packing up but it was cool because we got like got to see a little bit some live music every i mean it was all social distance all outside it was really cool the beer was beer was pretty okay uh, if you want to look up this brewery, it was called Dew Point, and it was pretty good. It was okay. I mean, they had, I think I got like a black pepper IPA. Have you had a, have you ever had a dark IPA, Brandon? I, have, I know I've you're new to this. IPA, but I've never, I'm not sure if I've had a dark one specifically. Yeah, I got to so pay the, more attention to it. Yeah, it's actually, it's kind of tricky because the IPAs, so there's, there's a couple different types. Actually, there's a lot of different types. IPAs are kind of like this, the hot new kind of beer. I mean, it's, it's kind of phasing in and out of popularity because like people loved it. People are like loving the IPA. And then they're like, actually, sometimes IPAs are not really good. But so basically IPA stands for Indian Pale Ale. And it's an IPA if it has a certain kind of hop from India. Okay. And... Actually, there are ways that you can like model it after like a bitter, a, it's a bitter hop, I think. So I think you can, I think there are some American IPAs where they use just like a bitter hop from America or from like Canada or something like that. Um, but basically IPA, Indian pale ale, they're normally a bitter beer. And a lot of people like that. I personally, I like seeing, so like basically when people were like, IPAs are awesome. Basically, everyone trying to make them as bitter as possible. And then people are like, actually, we don't like that. We like the IPAs that are like they do something like kind of creative or cool with the flavors. Yeah. And there are types of IPAs. So basically, an IPA is like a very light brown. Sometimes there's a little bit of citrusy. Citrusy is a very popular flavor to add in an IPA. So very light brown kind of ales very approachable because they like they like look like lighter beers but then they have a lot of flavor to them anyways i think there's like a brooklyn ipa or something like that that i see a lot of bodegas it's in like an orange can maybe blue and orange can i'll have to i'll have to send you a pic next time i'm at my my local bodega but you probably have that one at your local local i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i i know brooklyn is well known for like beer breweries and I like I like beer gardens. I think that's a really cool concept. Yeah, definitely. And you could probably find an IPA there now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You would probably find a ton. But basically, we should get in. We should get more into beers later. But <laughs> basically, IPAs <laughs> they sometimes they have like black IPAs to where they look like a stout or like a brown ale. And this every time I see one of every time I see like a black IPA, I jump on it because they're it's a very unpopular beer to make and it's kind of very niche because a lot of people i think a lot of people just get ipas because they're like oh like i like light beer which not to say that there are not ipa connoisseurs out there but a lot of people would shy what i'm trying to say is a lot of people would shy away from a black ipa and i saw a black ipa and i was like fuck yes i'm about it and i think that this brewery had like it was called like black powder black powder IPA or something like that. I have it on my untapped. Do you have the untapped app? Listener. I don't you know what untapped is. Have you ever heard of the untapped app, Brandon? Put me on. Put me on. <laughs> the untapped app, man. I'm actually going to pull it up and just show you. Basically you just check in beers and I have a couple friends on here and it's kind of like an, like low key. It's kind of like an old man app and I think it's hilarious. But so basically I can see, I can see like this. I have a, I have a, my grand little in my fraternity. He was drinking an Oberon ale one hour ago. He checked it in and instead of liking it, you can toast it. So I just toasted him. So now he knows that I saw that he was drinking an Oberon ale one hour ago and you can like post a picture. Like this is kind of what it looks like. That's a, another guy in my fraternity. He posted a picture with a beer and he wrote a description about it. Actually, but he already killed that though. He killed that. <laughs> like, Are you supposed to take a photo of like what you're about to sip or what you've already sipped? It's kind of like a little bit of both. I guess I'll show you mine. So that right there, that's a picture of the brewery that I was at with the beer that I had. Oh, that looks nice. Nice, beautiful, beautiful open space. 
on a picnic table. This is me and Aaron in New York. It's a beer. I like to, that's just the, that's just the beer that I had. Yeah, man, you should. And that's like some Thai food that I had with the beer that I had. Yeah, man. It's cool, dude. I'm really about it. Yeah. That beer looked really interesting. That's just a, a beer. Or, well, that's just a picture of a beer that I took in my, in my apartment. You can see like the New York skyline out the background. <laughs> yeah. That looks, that looks like your, your neighborhood. Yeah, man. It's really awesome, dude. I, I would recommend this untapped app. It's kind of silly, but it's a lot of fun. And basically every beer on there, you can see and it's actually like useful like i sometimes i will use it for this i know a lot of people use it for this where if you're at a restaurant you're in between one or two beers you can search it up on this app and they will like it'll show you what the average rating is of like everybody that's ever tried it like let's just say this oberon ale this is from bell's brewery i've checked this in before nine of my friends have checked this in before 304,000 people have checked this beer out and the average rating is a 3.75. So, you know, that it's, it's a, it's a good beer, but I mean, that's the out of five or out of 10 out of five. Yeah. Three. Okay. Yeah. It's everything's out of five. So I gave it, a, I gave Oberon ale a four and a half out of five, which is, that's pretty good. Oh, that's generous. That is generous. My average rating is 3.87. Okay. So I'm pretty sure I pretty sure I have like a natty light as a one on here. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna um probably check out that app. See yeah, if dude, I can it's add really you. cool. I actually I'm surprised at how many people I have on here. I'd love to love to add you as a friend, man. It's a lot of fun. And every time I every time I get a new beer, I check one in. So I have checked in a total of 222 beers. I've checked on this app, and 211 <laughs> of them have been different. That reminds me of the Pokédex. It's, like, it's, like it's like a Pokédex for beer. A beer, beer Dex, Dex baby. Pokédex, baby. Beer Dex. I love that, dude. Maybe we should name this episode Beer Dex. <laughs> <laughs> also, man, I have, I have actually been playing a lot of Pokémon Sword, but not Sword, the DLC, baby. The Crown the Tundra. Oh, man. I, I've, so I've pretty much done everything there is to do on the Isle of Amor, which, man, that, has, that was really fun. I, I'm, I'm astounded at how much fun that I had in that. And you really should. I think that, honestly, anybody that if you played that game and you were like, I like that, it's a no-brainer. That DLC is like a no-brainer. And honestly, if it feels like to me there was more story in these two DLCs than there was in the whole game really and it's really cool because they're very like tight niche stories and it's really cool man i don't want to give spoilers on on either one but it is it's honestly i really if you liked the game and you were looking for something more to experience i'd recommend it to anybody it is so much fun i gotta i gotta cop up man i gotta play that because i need some more story i've already played through this story twice and I don't know. Yeah, man. I, go ahead, go ahead. I could really use something different. I mean, even now, like getting on the game and just trying to like, you know, fill out this decks or like catch these certain Pokemon and like play the Pokemon League for the second time around. I don't know. I'm just I've lost like that kind of anticipation to play Pokemon or that love for the game that I, you know, I used to have. And I don't know, it's a it's it's a shitty feeling for lack of a better word, because this is a game that I know and love and will probably know and love for as long as I'm alive. So I don't know. I just, I hate having this feeling towards the game. Yeah, man. I, I feel, I feel the, I have definitely felt the exact same way with it. And I think that in our episode where we talk about it, our Pokemon and and Pokemon sword and shield episode, which you can check out uh, if you haven't listened to it already, dear listener, but yeah, dude, I think I was feeling very similar. I was just feeling like burnt out. I was like, kind of like, come on, like, what do I do next? Like, yeah, I got these things to do, but like, what does it really matter? And I was like, who do I even, like, what do I even do? And the answer is those DLCs, man. I, I really have had hands down, dude, aside from the gym challenge was like my favorite part of the game. Aside from that, I've had more fun with the DLC, hands down. 
just with the story aspect of it all yeah the, also there's the pokemon too like i this isn't really a spoiler but it's like no it's not a spoiler you can catch legendary pokemon in the crown in the crown tundra like i i'll i'll fucking read off to you the the legendaries that i have so far i think they have 42 i believe is what i found online and you can't catch them twice so you can only catch each legendary once and basically it takes like you have to do it with people online you don't have to but there is a, a way that you can do it without people online but it makes it so much easier if you have people online with you and basically it's like a max raid den but it's oh gosh i think that's what it's called i think it's called max raid den and before it's just like a raid den okay uh, let me actually it, it shows it on the map i will i can tell you right now what it's called oh, okay it's a max raid layer that's what it's called I gotcha and it, it operates like a raid or, or like one of those um yeah so it's, it's kind of like a you you're kind of get in once you get in there and it's kind of like a tree like a branch and basically you can choose either one or two ways at the beginning and that leads you up either side of the map and then after you defeat Here's another thing. You can't use your own Pokemon. You have to use Pokemon the game gives you, and they don't heal at all. And the, your PP, your yeah, your PP doesn't come back. Uh, your move PPs don't come back. And then you you can like if you catch the Pokemon, you can switch it out and take it on to the next raid battle. I don't know if I explained that well. Basically, you fight one G Max Pokemon with three other people like a normal Max raid battle. But then after it, you go right on to the next one. I think you have to gotcha. like four or five in a row, and then you get a chance at fighting the legendary. Gotcha. So right now, dude, I actually I made a whole separate box for my legendary Pokemon. And they are I have them titled Legends. <laughs> I have the Sunkun. Sayunkun? Suikun? Suikun. Yeah, I got Suicune. Oh, man, this is going to be fun. I don't know a lot of these names. I bet you're going to know most of them. Suicune, that is the the water dog from, it's from Diamond and Pearl, right? Is he is he a water and ice type as well? Could you check? I'm pretty sure he's he a water He does not ice. have ice type online. Okay. Uh, as you can see. That's he's such a sick Pokemon, though. Sick. Here, actually, let me just title up which ones I have right now. I got one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So I've got eleven so far. Um, I got Zekrom, which he's cool. I don't know what game he's from. Actually, I, I think he's from Pokemon Black and White. Yeah, dude. Dragon and Electric type. He's sick. I got a Zapdos, which I think that's from Gen One, isn't it? Flying and Electric. Yeah, he looks like a popcorn. Yeah, he's cool. I got a Tapu Bulu. <clears throat> Which I don't really know what that guy's from. I think I think he's from Pokemon Sun and Moon. Grass and Fairy. That dude's lit. I got a Nexorama or ne Necrozma. That's the opposite of the other of the Zekarim. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've also, go ahead. If you played like black and white, I think like Zekrom would be the black Pokemon Black is legendary and Pokemon White would probably be the Zephyrom yeah i don't remember the names too well but i remember their their shapes yeah i know that once once i got this one i went back to the the town where you stowside i went back to stowside where you buy where you can buy items and sell items from the marketplace and they gave me a ton of items that have to do with zek rosma so i don't really know what his deal is i'll probably look up a video on that and see what's up with him and then i also got Oh boy, I don't know how to say this one. Y V E L T A L, Yvelt. Yvetzel. Yvetzel. I I think he came from Pokemon Y. Yeah, that's a dark and flying. I mean, honestly, all any of these guys look fucking sick. I got got my Mewtwo. I'm really interested in this Xenoras. Let me Zer see that one. Zern. Oh, Xerneas? Oh, that probably came, from, probably came from Pokemon. Pretty sure there was like an X, a Y, and a Z. Yeah, it kind of looks like a... Actually, it kind of looks like a Y. No, no, that's Pokemon X, yeah. 
Pokemon X. It's yeah, cool. It's like a deer. One. Man, that thing was cool. And then I got Cereslia. I don't know if you know that one. It's a psychic type. Cereslia. S or I'm sorry, C R E S S E L I A. Oh, okay. Cresselia, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That one was in Pokemon Platinum where you could find Giratina. Pretty sure. Yeah. It's a cinema. Yeah, I was going to say, I recognize this one. And I think that it was from my Platinum playthrough. And then I also got Tapu Coco. Oh, I love Tapu Coco. That one's lit. Electric Fairy. That guy's just got like a sick bounce. I'm about it. And then I got Grodon. Oh, that's a badass one. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to what else I'm gonna get. I'm trying to, I'm excited to get like Kyogre and some other ones that I'm like familiar with. I was really excited to get Mewtwo because that dude just is just dope. That's one of my favorite legendaries. Just the concept behind Mewtwo and uh, the story, the backstory behind him. Isn't there like a, a movie or something? Yep, there definitely is a movie. I don't really. Do you know any of the story about that? I've seen it. I don't remember it too well because I really wouldn't watch those movies for plot. I would just watch them to like see get like a cameo of like my favorite Pokemon. Like they would put all the cool Pokemons in there. That's really what I'd be watching it for. Yeah, definitely. Also, dude, I totally evolved my Slowpoke, and he's now Slow King. Oh, he has the uh, scarf and the bigger shell on his head. Oh yeah, dude. Oh wait, he looks a lot different than I anticipated. This is a different version, right? Yeah, this this is a Galarian, the Galarian Slowking. He's oh, he looks cool. funny. Yeah, he really does. I this is actually kind of funny. I was like, so you have to in order to evolve this Slowpoke into Slowking, you have to ha- you have to ha- obviously you have to have the Gallagher twigs. And then you take them to this old lady and she weaves you something. And then you, uh, Gallagher wreath is what she weaves you. And then you give it to your slowpoke. But that you have to, I was kind of upset because I was like, you have to have the, you have to have the DLC to evolve your slowpoke. And I was kind of sad about that. But I mean, it was a journey. I mean, I've really been trying to evolve him for like a hundred plus hours. I mean, obviously I could have just rushed to it, but. I just wanted to come by it naturally, and when it did, I, I was about it. So I actually bred this Slowpoke, and he's got an egg move. He's sick, man. So the reason I wanted Slow King and not Slow Bro is because when you evolve into Slow King, you get this move called Eerie Spell, which is a, a special attack, 80 power, accuracy 100, and the user attacks this. The user attacks with its tremendous psychic power. This move also removes three PP from the target's last move. Oh wow! Which can be That's really, that can be really useful. So I'm excited for I'm excited to try that out. And yeah, also, that like a dirty move. Yeah, they also like another like selling pitch on the the DLCs. Like the stories are really cool, and you also get extra legendaries um, for each DLC, which is really cool. I mean, obviously the Crown Tundra, they have a lot more. It's a lot more focused towards the legendaries than the other one. Uh, gotcha. Than the Isle of Amor. But it's really, man, it's so much fun. I, I've had so much fun with it. I just can't. Honestly, dude, you got to get it. It's so much fun. I got to I gotta get it, if not for the legendaries, just to, like, train up my Pokemon some more, battle on those islands. I, I heard, um, I think you were mentioning before about, like, the different battle like the, the way that the battles work on the island, like the, there's a dojo on one of them. Oh yeah, have dude, to... man, the, the story of the dojo is really fun. I really enjoyed that. I'm actually, yeah. I, I kind of look, cause I, I wasn't, there's one aspect of it that I was kind of like, I'm not really sure if I want to, if it's worth doing it. And I kind of looked it up online cause I have to like, I think you have to donate close to like two to, I think you have to donate around close to 2 million watts in order to to see the full story of something. And I was like, I don't know if it's worth that. And I basically looked it up online to just see if I was like, is this worth it? And I think it's going to be some. I'm just saving up my watts right now so I can finish that out. Yeah, man, that sounds expensive. Watts are not easy to come by. Yeah, well, actually, they, they have this thing. 
on the on the DLC for the Isle of Amor. There's the he's the father of the the digging duo in next to the breeder in the wild area. Right, right. Yeah, I, I yeah, I mess with those guys. That's yeah, <laughs> his his father's on the or their father is on the Isle of Amor, and if you give him seven of the ar- or armorite ores or whatever, um, he'll dig up watts for you. And he can he normally like on average, I think I get like twenty thousand watts every time I do it. Oh, wow. I have a lot of those ores. Yeah, you can really only... I mean, that's another thing. They give them to you throughout the game and you can really pretty much only use them on the on the DLC. But, I mean, I think it's totally worth it. And you get, like, really cool... You get two really cool outfits when you get it, too. Like, I mean, so definitely check your emails if you're going to get it. Because you get, like, a... I think I mentioned there's a Pokemon EV outfit and also a Pokemon Pikachu outfit. Yeah, man. I'm about it. But yeah, I'm I'm about ready to call this episode. Yeah, man. I am too, dude. Let I got something else real quick for you. Before we before we jump off, I think my switch is broken, man. And I want to know if you've ever had anything like this happen to you. So when I dock it, one of my Joy-Cons does not charge. Mm-hmm. And- um something like that has not happened to me. I can't say that it has. And I'm just trying, like, I'm in the, I'm trying to figure out if it is the Joy-Con or if it's the Switch that's not charging it. Because if it's the Joy-Con, I'm about to, like, I'll just, like, I have another set of Joy-Cons. Like, I just won't use it. But if it's in the Switch, I'll just have to get a charger for my Joy-Cons, which is, like, kind of annoying. But I don't know. I tried to look some stuff up online, and they, I really haven't found too much. So I have to keep you guys posted on that, but. Yeah, one of my my Joy Cons just aren't charging when I plug it in. So, have you been able to test it with the di- two different pairs of Joy Cons? Just like make sure, because if you can, you can test it and probably figure out which which. Yeah, one's that's what I'm going to do. I'm kind of just waiting for the one to for the battery to go down so I can even try. Like I just noticed it, so I'm still still kind of figuring out what to do or like what's up. But you know, I just have to keep you guys posted on that. But. Yeah, dude. Also, something that I've been doing um, before, we, before we head off, those max raid layers, those are great to do while you're just like doing something else. Because um, honestly, like they do kind of take like 10 to 20 minutes of like, like you're not really doing anything, but it's like those just the turnover turn of those max raid battles kind of takes a while. So I've been, me and my girlfriend, we've been watching the great, great British baking, great British bake off. And that has been. That's been a blast, man. It sounds pork. like fun. It's wild out there. They're making biscuits. They're making bread, making meringues. It's cool. I, I'm learning a lot about baking. I, I've learned two words. I've learned what a dry bake is, and I've learned what proofing is, which proofing is just when you let your dough rise. And if you proof too much, the bubbles in the dough get smaller and like more concentrated. Uh-huh. So like you want to proof it a little bit so you have some bubbles, but if you you don't want to do it too much, you want to get it just right. Get just right. So you got the right oh, amount man. of like bubbles in the dough, and then a dry bake is when you bake like a pie crust in the oven, but you don't have anything in the pie crust. It's like you just bake the pie crust so you could put something like wet and creamy inside the pie, and the bottom will cook. Okay. Wow. You're really making me miss naomi here she loves baking and man um recently we went on a picnic and she baked the bread for it for a sandwich that she made it it was a caprice it was such a good and i can believe she baked the bread for it it was really good um that reminds me too we recently also went on a hike you mentioned earlier you went on a hike we went on a hike just yesterday nice man it was really nice where'd you guys go we went to the Indian caves in uh, Inwood Hill Park. Nice. Have you heard of them? I have. I have actually heard of them. Now it's a couple blocks from where I live. <laughs> oh, wow. You've, have you been in them? Actually, I haven't been, but I I haven't been to the Indian caves. But I, I mean, Inwood Hill Park, I can see it from my apartment. Here, let me Google that real quick. You got to check them out. We took some pretty cool photos in there. It was, it was really nice. We even stayed in one of the little caves. It started raining on this. Oh, it's just like the rock formations. Yeah. 
Oh, that's litty titty, man. I I think my apartment is on the other side of those that I like rock formation. Cause I have not seen those specifically, but I have seen like a bunch of honestly, Inwood Hill Park is is large. So I'll have to I'll have to see. I'm sure that I was just on the other side of it, but yeah, it's a nice little hike. I would I would definitely recommend it if you want to. Yeah, man. I definitely I love Inwood Hill Park. It's a great park. If you're ever in New York and you're not in the downtown and you're in uptown inwood hill park is is a very cool park because you can see you can see parts of the bronx from it as well and there are parts where you can see like the the downward or the the lower part of the island of manhattan it's cool man it's really i love inwood man i'm i'm really glad i moved up i moved up to inwood right as the pandemic was hitting it's been just getting outside of those parks is really really saved my mental health for sure but yeah all right dude well i think we should end it off man i guess real quick before we, real quick before we end it off i made some bomb ramen today i just wanted to just wanted to say that <laughs> man you gotta love ramen ramen is probably one of my favorite meals top top three we we've actually bonded over some ramen before so yeah, man, dude, I can't wait to go out and get some ramen with you, dude. You can actually, you can buy yeah. your own sake this time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Looking forward to that. I actually tried to go there pretty recently. I think it was like Monday. I was going, I was in that area with a good friend and we were trying to dine in, but we were too late. We ended up going to this uh, Indian spot up the block, which they had some really good food too, so... Hey man, they actually that there's a dumpling place on the corner of that block by the so if you're ever ever in New York, really close <laughs> to the the number one 125th station. If you walk up the end, end of the block, there's a really good dumpling place. They have amazing dumplings. Yeah, I got it. I also, a place there too. They actually they okay. got a lot of food on that block. So can't go they have wrong. a lot of food for i mean columbia university is right there so they gotta have a really nice selection of things for people yeah definitely. well dude let's get out of here get back to the the spring weather oh yeah i'm on that allergy med game are you really your big big allergy guy eh, uh that's not really something that you want to be you don't want to be a big allergy guy big allergy guy i'll get the sniffles my eyes will get all red get get a little scratchy yeah i'm on it's coming pollen baby it's gonna happen to me eventually i mean both my parents are big allergy people so it's only a matter of time before my immune system's like no we can't do this anymore for you but but it took me a while i mean i was i was definitely in my teens when i started taking allergy med and i don't i have to take like I take a very low key over the counter kind of thing and it does, it does everything for me. So hopefully it'll stay like that for a good amount of while, but yo dude. Okay. One more thing before we end it here. I learned this crazy fact about pollen and allergies the other day. And I was, I just like, I can't get it out of my head. I have to tell somebody and I'm telling you, Brandon and all you other, all you listeners as well. So I guess there was some dude that he was like quote unquote a botany expert and he was like hey we're america we're a young nation we got to go out there and plant trees however we shouldn't plant female trees because the seeds will come down and they'll ruin our roads and our carriages and they'll just the seeds will destroy our infrastructure so we have to only plant male trees turns out that dude was hella wrong and girl trees only produce seeds when they're in the presence of guy trees, but guy trees always produce pollen. So. so it was because of his mistake that millions of Americans have to buy Zyrtec. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, man. It's crazy how like one. It's hilarious. It's like I know about trees. Turns out actually there are a few things you might have missed. Yeah. Well, we all have that guy to thank for for our sniffles and our and our little allergies. <laughs> but let's end it, man. Let's get out of here. I hope that everybody has a great one, great allergy-free season to the start of this spring. Thanks so much for tuning in, dear listener. Tell all your friends about us. 
thestickybuttonspod.com. Go follow us on IG at thestickybuttonspod. Yeah, feel um, free to send us a message as well. Send us an email. And like, hey, we really appreciate you guys listening. And if you want to see the show grow, the easiest way to do that is to share it with a friend that you think would enjoy it. So definitely have a great one out there. Thanks for tuning in. And we've got a YouTube surprise coming for you guys soon. So Yeah, baby. It might have already happened by the time you guys hear this. It might have already <laughs> yeah. happened. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody have a great one. Peace in the streets. Peace in the streets. Peace in the streets.